everyone. Before this next episode plays, we want to quickly apologize about the audio issues. So for the first five minutes of this episode, the audio sounds pretty bad, but then it gets a little better. We didn't want to delete it because we loved this episode, but we promise by the next one we'll have it figured out. So headphone users, I would maybe not use headphones for this one, and we hope you still enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi guys, welcome back to our podcast. We're super excited to be recording our second episode and we really appreciate all the support that we've gotten so far with our first one. Yeah, I just have to say the same. It was great and we were really nervous, still a little nervous, but listening back to it and all the love and support we've gotten makes us super excited to record more. So Darby, what's something new you've done over the past week since the last episode? All right, so over the past episode, I got, over this past week, actually, I did a Morpheus 8 training. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but it's um, it's a basically an easy way to explain it is a high-frequency microneedling treatment. So I got the treatment done myself, and we did the training. I did it on my co-workers, and it was a really cool experience, and I'm really excited to do more models and to... Um, offer it as an actual service. It was a really cool experience and if you're interested in like getting tighter skin, getting all the benefits of microneedling plus some, it's a really cool thing to look into and get done for sure. I haven't like, I've only gotten one treatment and the recommended full dosing or full dosing I guess um, treatment is one to three um, treatments done so we'll see. Um, I'm still healing. I still have bruises. Don't scratch your skin. I know. I'm like, like touching my skin. I should not be doing that on open wounds. Um, but yeah, my skin is still healing. So we'll see if it's really worth all the hype. But all the before and afters I've seen like online and from the trainings look amazing. So what's, um, what's the ideal client for that treatment? Uh, it's really somebody who has like jowls or is like experiencing really loose skin just over time we lose collagen and lose that firmness in your skin um, so that's really who it's ideal for I don't really struggle with that um, but I did like I have like a like I focus on my double chin area like my jawline to like help tighten and burn that fat so mm-hmm. I'm excited to see if it really does anything so it's microneedling. Would it also help with acne scars too? It does. That's what it claims to do. Like because it goes so deep into the skin, like microneedling that also does help. But since this goes like four millimeters into the skin, whereas microneedling, but deep, what's it called? The, the deepest, depth. Yeah, the yeah. deepest it can go into your skin is two millimeters. So with the Morpheus Eight in your skin, it can go up to four millimeters deep. Mm. So it's where all the collagen and fibroblasts are hidden, and it just targets and heats it up. And love that. Was it painful? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I have a pretty high pain tolerance, and with all the videos I've seen and people getting it done, like it looks excruciating. Like people like can't even like tolerate it. So mm-hmm. I was expecting like to not be able to handle it, and it really wasn't that bad. I mean, I was numbed for about an hour beforehand, and mm-hmm. I would say like I'm at the lower parts of my face. Because that was the last area that we did, so the numbing was, like, almost completely wore off. So mm-hmm. I um, I felt it. I was, like, ready to be done by yeah. the end. It was, like, getting a little spicy. Yeah. But, I mean, 
the, my other coworker, she like had to get laughing gas and stuff because she couldn't handle it. So it's yeah. all about your pain tolerance and what you can handle. I mean, it's such a quick treatment, and I always just like in my mind, I'm like, it's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be so worth it. Mm-hmm. That's just what I tell myself. Like beauty really is pain. So right. yeah. So I know you were texting me during your treatment or during the training. Is laughing gas something that clients will be able to add to their service? Yes. So yeah. it's like Pronox, um, and it's like a $75 upgrade to get oh, it. And a lot of nuts do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if someone were to get the laughing gas, they would have to have someone drive them to the appointment? No, because you're like completely, totally fine after breathing in oxygen. It's mm-hmm. like after going to the dentist and getting in a cavity pill. Okay. Like you can still drive afterwards. You just need to like breathe in oxygen mm-hmm. for a little bit. Like my coworker, she was the first one to get it done, and she... She had laughing gas, excuse me, and um, literally right after she did my treatment, and she was fine. Oh, like, wow. So. So is this something that you were just being a test dummy for, or are you going to also be offering this service? Both. Okay. As a test dummy, and I'll be offering it. Yeah. So, yeah. And how much does a, I'm just curious, because yes. I don't know too much about Morpheus. What is Morpheus it? Morpheus 8. 8. So I think I've seen the Kardashians get something done, because it can be done on the body yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I saw Kim Kardashian getting it done on her stomach, and this was months ago, but yeah. how much does something like that run? Um, so for a package of three, it is 3000 oh, And wow. I usually recommend doing it in packages like a three, because it's a little bit less. Because um, for one treatment, it's about $1,000. Okay. So That's pretty pricey but honestly when you're in the skincare world and you've gotten treatments done before I feel like it's worth it I mean I'm excited to see what your results are yeah definitely on like body areas too like people who have had um children or like Mm -hmm. c-sections and have that loose skin on their stomach it really is life-changing for a lot of people Sorry about the audio change. Uh, we were having a little bit of technical if difficulties. So Darby got these cute little microphones, and we just noticed that the whole time they weren't working, and it was recording through our other speaker. But now it really should be smooth sailing, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. All right, so Samantha, what is something new you learned or something new you did this week? So I think maybe the most exciting, besides seeing my clients at my suite, um, is I had my first meeting for the TV show that I'm going to be on. So yeah. Yeah. So I, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to be on a uh, TV show called Let's Help Her Win. And we had our very first meeting. It was like a Zoom meeting. And it was just talking about all about what the show is going to be like, what to expect, and all of that. It was about three hours long, but it was super exciting. Yeah. That's so long. Yeah, I know. I was super tired because I had to work, and then I had to do the meeting right after. But it kind of got me more excited and more – I mean, I was already excited and looking forward to it, but it just kind of made things more real. That's so exciting. Are you allowed to kind of talk about what it's about, or do you have to stay on the DL a little bit? I can share something. So pretty much what this show is going to be about is um, women-owned businesses that kind of need a little bit of extra help, whether it's financial help or marketing, website, all that. It's pretty much going to be a Shark Tank style show, but less aggressive. And right now, I think the majority of women on that show um, are from Grand Rapids. And I think there's one that's not from Grand Rapids, and we're going to start recording in October, but that's about all I can share. That's for now. so exciting. Yay. When it's, is your next meeting? 
Um, I think they agreed that they wanted to do the next meeting next month. So it's about two months away for the filming. And it's kind of crazy to me because I didn't really expect to be on a TV show ever in my life. But it's a really great opportunity. And my business coach, Chris Mathis, he's actually the producer of it. He's the reason why I heard about the show. And I kind of saw the application for it, but I don't know why I kind of doubted myself. And I'm, I kind of just told myself, just try to apply. If you get accepted, great. If not, then the worst that can happen is you get a rejection email or letter. And I got it. And I'm very excited. I don't know what to expect, but I'm excited and grateful for the opportunity. That's awesome. Are you nervous or more more excited than nervous? Or is it like evil even? Uh, I'd say pretty even. So I am pretty nervous because who can say they've been on a TV show, but I'm excited to be part of the first season, first cast. And I got to meet or kind of get to know a little bit more about the other girls on the show and everyone seems super sweet and supportive. So I'm excited to be sharing this journey with other women-owned businesses and entrepreneurs. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's very... um very inspiring and that's like a good lesson for all of us just go after if you see something like Mm -hmm. you just go after it why not what's the worst that can happen I love that I agree because I have always I think a lot of people doubt themselves or you kind of limit what you can really reach as in terms of goals so I just went for it and I feel like this this year has all been all about you know trying new things and really um, stepping out of my comfort zone. So that definitely is what that's going to be. I love it. You'll have to stay tuned. Um, the audience listening, I will have to stay tuned and hopefully we'll hear more updates every week or every month, whatever we can hear. We're excited. Yeah. I'll, I'll be sharing the most I can on Instagram. So I know most of the people that are listening already follow me on Instagram, but if you don't, I'll be sharing updates whenever I can. And you can also follow let's help her win on Instagram. They, are actually uh, sharing the investors that are going to be on the show. I'm not, I'm not going to go more into detail about it. I don't really know what I can and cannot share. But yeah, just follow their Instagram for updates and they will be sharing more information within this month and the next month. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I guess we can kind of get into what the title is about. So we're talking about esthetician stereotypes. and. Um, I feel like as an esthetician, we kind of hear these things over and over again, and we kind of just wanted to talk about it and kind of debunk these stereotypes or myths about us because they're not true. Um, I guess the first one we can talk about is we're judging your skin or the way you look. So what can you say about Mm -hmm. that specific topic? Yeah, I can say that's 100% not true. Um, I mean, half the time when I'm ever going to get my services done, like, and I'm the client, I am looking busted. So I would hope that my esthetician or my lash artist or whoever isn't judging me and they're not because, and the reason I can go in looking busted and I don't really feel bad about it is because I wouldn't, I never judge and you, you obviously never judge mm-hmm. when people come in. This is your time. You're not coming, you know, on your free time, your relaxation time, looking all glam and looking the best to your nines. Like if you want to, and that's what makes you feel good, then all by all means go for it. But we're going to be cleansing your face. We're going to be, you know, getting those imperfections or whatever your concerns are. We're there to fix them. We're not there to like judge you and make you like 
judge your skin by any means. Like we're there to make you feel better. And I would hope that our clients never, we never make our clients feel that way because that's not ever what we want to do. Exactly. And I agree with that. So a lot of my clients come in after work or, you know, on their lazy days and, We're really here to help you relax. And also for me specifically, I work with a lot of acne clients and it's my passion to clear my client's skin. And I absolutely love what I do. And I become friends with my clients and, you know, we build this bond because I I do see them every couple of weeks. And a lot of the time I hear them saying like, oh, don't mind the way I look or sorry, I just got off work or, oh my gosh, I didn't wear any makeup. I look horrible. I really am not paying attention to any of that. I'm just happy you're here, happy to do the appointment, and happy to do things I love to do the most in my job. So I agree with that. The next one is lack of knowledge, not a lot of education. What can you say about that? Mm, I mean, as estheticians, we're continuously doing more education. I would say on the daily, I follow a lot of estheticians on Instagram, and I'm always like watching videos and doing, you know, all the education I can get. And on top of that, like I just mentioned, I just did a Morpheus 8 training. And, you know, we're always, as estheticians, we're always um, able to take more classes and to learn more about our craft and what we want to do. And we really are like trained before we're able to do a certain type of service on anybody. And we take models, we do all the education, like they just are trainers, they ingrain us in making sure we know what we're doing before taking those clients. And we have certifications and all that, and you're in good hands. Just make sure you do your research on who you're going to for your esthetician. But most of the times we know what we're doing. Like Darby said, I never provide a service unless I do it off or do it enough for me to feel comfortable. So All the treatments I offer in my suite, I'm never going to be doing the first time treatment on a new client or a client in general. I always practice on either friends or family until I genuinely feel comfortable. And we spend so much money on extra education. I spent $10,000 on um, trainings, supplies, different products just to make sure I have the best for my clients. So, you know, your education doesn't stop after school. Yes, it's a quick seven-month program that you take to become an esthetician, but like we mentioned in the first episode, you only learn the basics. You only learn enough to pass your state boards. Everything else you learn outside of school, it's kind of on you to seek that, that education, and a lot of times you have to, unfortunately, invest in yourself. There are some jobs out there that do pay for training, but personally, I've never had a job pay me for training. Have you had that? Yeah, every job that I've had really, well, as far as skincare, they, I've been fortunate enough and I've mainly worked at med spas and they've always done paid for my trainings, which okay. I'm really grateful for. But I will say that is like a lot of the reps they do, like the skincare reps and for these bigger like machines and stuff, they provide that training when you're buying a bigger machine. Well, that kind of makes sense because yeah, it's so expensive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the trainings are provided with that. And, um, yeah, that's that's one of the perks of working at a spa is getting those trainings paid for. But um, once you build up, you know, you get that money and it's definitely worth it to invest in good trainings if you are a solo esthetician. Yes. So we definitely are trained and we do have a lot of knowledge. My passion and my how I spend my free time, I guess I could say, is learning new things about skin. I'm all about learning new uh, methods, learning about new products. So 
when I'm not taking clients, you can catch me at, in my room or in my office really studying these new skincare lines or just I want the best for my clients. And, you know, people are coming in to see me and spending their hard-earned money. So I want to make sure I'm providing the best experience. So I'm always learning, mm-hmm. literally always. And half of our text messages are like, oh, have you heard about this mm-hmm. treatment? I heard this. And then yeah. we always like Google and look it up. And then, you know, another thing learned and another thing we're like interested in. So yeah. we're always – what's like we geek out over like the littlest mm-hmm. things. So I agree. I love it. Uh, So the next one, a lot of people think that we're not as important as healthcare professionals, specifically dermatologists. Have you ever heard anyone say that they would prefer to go to a dermatologist first versus getting a facial? Personally, have you ever heard that? I personally haven't. Um, I feel like people always will come to us like with our concerns. And if there's something that I would say that may might be like cancerous or something, I would send them to a dermatologist. But I've never encountered that personally. Have you? I have. Uh, so I get a lot of new clients. Really, the clients that say this are people that have never gotten a treatment before. They tell me they want to see a dermatologist first about their acne. And I'm not here to diss any dermatologists or doctors because obviously they spent years and years learning. But what I always tell people is they focus more on the skin cancer kind of, I don't want to say acne isn't serious, but more serious, more cancerous type concerns. But we as estheticians, we're literally spending hours with you. And, you know, like I said, two times or two times a month sometimes. And we really take the time to get to know your skin and really customize a skincare plan for you. And a lot of times dermatologists just prescribe Accutane or mm-hmm. some sort of med- medication. And a lot of the times the appointments only take about 10 minutes. They're not really getting to know, you know, what your diet is like, what you're using at home for your skincare, what you're allergic to. I mean, I'm sure that is something that they go over, but we really, um, as estheticians, specifically someone that focuses on corrective skincare, we get to know you and we really break down everything that we need to know versus, you know, quick 10 minute, here you go, here's a prescription for Accutane or some sort of medication. So mm-hmm. I will say that was one thing that does really bother me is the amount of like younger girls. I get a lot of teenagers that will come in and they'll be like, well, I, I'm on Accutane. And it's just so frustrating because one, like I know that I can help their skin. Like when I see it, it's their skin truly isn't that bad. And Accutane is so harsh on your body. I would always say that's like the last resort, really. Mm -hmm. Like you should try and treat it and get it as in control as possible, you know, with products and with regular treatments. I really think it can be helped. And like really Accutane should be the last resort just because it's so harmful on your body and so toxic. And it's just, it is sad to see the amount of younger girls, especially that are on, on it or have been on it. It's just shocking to me. I agree. I I also think it should be a last resort type thing because there are some people that do need that medication and have really bad cystic or inflamed acne. But I actually had a client two months ago. She actually came in for her last visit not too long ago because she's going off to MSU for school. She was, I think, about 17 or 18 she had just graduated high school and she told me that her dermatologist prescribed to uh, it wasn't accutane it was spirolactone which pretty much dehydrates the skin and you know acne can be caused by oils and all that and her skin honestly was so 
so nice her she had maybe a few breakouts on her chin she had like your standard blackheads on the nose but i was shocked that her dermatologist felt the need to prescribe her that and i feel like it was more of the dermatologist just hearing that she had acne and she wanted to clear it up but those pills can honestly create such bad side effects mm-hmm. and it's not as intense as Accutane where you have to take blood tests every month and, you know, if you get pregnant on it, you know. You have a conehead baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. The Have you seen how yeah. the babies look on that? Yeah. There? They, yeah. like, draw this alien baby on yes. the, like, thing. It's wild. All over the packaging. Yeah. But, yeah, I was just really shocked that they even thought to prescribe her it. And she got a few um, acne boot camp peels with me and she took home a whole skincare regimen and her skin's looking amazing so the next one is that we're product pushers so we push products on people just for money what do you think about that i couldn't disagree more that is so not true um one thing that i really struggled with starting out in the industry was feeling pushy because i feel like i felt pushed on before like especially like getting my hair done or stuff like that i felt like "Eh, i don't really want it But truly, like for me, you're going to see the best results. Consistency is key. So using good products at home, that's when you're going to see the biggest difference. I would like to say I like to call like facials like the housekeeping. We're getting in deep in those layers of the skin and we're doing treatments you can't do at home. But when you are at home, keeping up with it is going to make the biggest difference. You know, I feel like a lot of people um related to like working out you know if you have one person who does like this crazy workout but eats you know once a month or something but eats like garbage and doesn't maintain their workouts throughout the whole month then who's going to see the better results the person who's consistent with it maybe doing smaller workouts every day and eating healthy and yada yada so you're going to see better results that way if you're consistent with it doing it daily um that's when you're going to see the results. So we would only recommend products that are really going to target those concerns because we want you to see those results. We don't want you to come back and have worse skin than you came came in with. Exactly. Honestly, I feel like you really said everything that I wanted to say, but especially when it comes to clearing your skin or just maintaining your skin, I do have a lot of clients that come to see me with acne issues. And like you said, it's kind of like going to the gym and not keeping up with your your healthy um, healthy foods at home. Or I also like to compare it to, you know, if you go to the dentist and get a cleaning, but you're not brushing or flossing your teeth every day, they're going to notice. I never recommend something just for the money. Obviously, retail as an esthetician is um, very important when it comes to sales and all of that. But I never, ever recommend something that won't benefit my client. And if you're only getting the treatments with me and you're not keeping up at home or you're only using drugstore uh, products, unfortunately, you're not going to see the the results that you want. And that's just the harsh truth of it. That's just how it works. You have to be consistent and you have to be using quality skincare. And I personally use every single product or I have tried out every single product that I retail in my suite. So I know exactly how it feels on the skin. I know how it works and I have a bunch of different products to cater to all different skin types because obviously not everybody's skin type is the same. So no, we are not product pushers. We're not only doing it to get money out of it. We're doing it to benefit your skin and to get you the best results. And so your money doesn't go to waste because 
it would kind of be a waste of money if you only came in for the treatments and didn't take home your skincare routine. Yeah, exactly. And since I do, I work at a spa, I will say the commission for that is very low. So the money I'm taking home from selling you a $100 product is very low. But I would still recommend taking home product versus getting a certain treatment done, even though that means way less money for me. I'd rather take home $10, $20 versus you know, potentially a hundred plus dollars because I want you to really have the best results. So, and another thing too, that's helped me not feel bad about, you know, telling people to buy retail and what's helped me not have that like mindset of, oh, I'm being pushy is really shame on me for not recommending a product. Mm -hmm. People are coming to you, to me, to whatever, whoever, the esthetician, because they want results. They're wanting to have you know, clear skin or whatever their concern is. So why wouldn't I recommend? It's better to recommend and tell them what they need and versus not because they're coming to you as a professional. I feel like we can go on about that. I know, yeah. That's a- yeah, we'll keep it short for you guys. So the next one is um, we only provide pampering services that aren't very important and it's only to relax. So I feel like in my in my time being an esthetician, a lot of people – see our career as almost not necessary and kind of just for extra I don't know the word I'm trying to use but people don't don't see the importance of what we do whether you're lash tech wax um you know wax you know what I'm trying to say so (laughs) so a lot of people don't see the importance of it what do you feel about that when people say that we're not very important that's just maybe people that haven't had a treatment done or never struggled with any sort of they've never gotten a treatment done i would say because Mm -hmm. really even if you're getting lashes done the importance of that for could mean different things for different people it could be your you time to just have that hour of just relaxation not talking or talking to your provider um i feel like COVID, especially people have realized the importance of self-care and taking time for themselves mm-hmm. um so whatever that means to you what's important to one person might not be important to the other and if getting these treatments done if it's not important to you then you don't have to come see us truly i mean that's just rude i think <laughs> so oh i love that yeah the whole self-care thing is really important because i mean like you said it's you time but also I get lashes done because it makes me feel pretty. You know, it makes me feel nice. It it saves time in the morning too. And I don't have to deal with mascara and all of that. So that is definitely true. And when it comes to skincare, it's not just, you know, a fluffy facial that you can get. Yes, there are facials that kind of are more on the relaxing side, but I'm out here changing someone's self-esteem. Your face is the first thing you see or first thing someone sees when you you introduce yourself. Of course, you can kind of have the mentality of um, being confident no matter what you look like or no matter what your skin is like. But a lot of my clients come to me and say that they, you know, have missed out on social interactions because of their skin or they don't want to go into public because their breakouts are super bad and that can really be depressing and it can really affect someone emotionally. So I think it's very important for my job because I'm out here changing their life, honestly. Like, I know it sounds kind of uh, dramatic. You know, they never thought their skin would be this clear and I'm very grateful to be able to do that for them. Mm -hmm. Truly, I think what we do is life-changing and I I think I use that word on the daily when I'm at work because it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, for like 
powder brows that I do also, it is life-changing for people. And I've told people that too. And they've told me that too. When they come on for their touch-ups, they'll tell me it is life-changing. So what's important, like I said earlier, what's important or what's, you know, valued to some people isn't valued to others. So next stereotype for our uh, career is that estheticians or becoming an esthetician is quick money. So people that become estheticians just make a bunch of money because it's this career that everybody's getting into. What's your thoughts and opinions? I don't agree with that. Um, I mean, yes, you can make money quick, but it takes a while really to like build up that clientele. You don't get that quick money right away. I mean, that's just not true. And you have Mm -hmm. to keep up with your clients to continue to make that money. Um, so I, I mean, and you'd have to have that passion for it. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, then it's going to show and you just won't get that. You won't continue to get that money. So you have to go into this industry with the right reasons. Um, otherwise you just, you just won't succeed. Passion is what I agree with most because I have heard a lot of people say they wanted to become an esthetician. And a lot of people are people that either were my clients or, friends of mine and I recommend it for you know people that are really interested in in it there's a bunch of different paths you can take becoming an esthetician so I have esthetician friends that only do lashes some that only do waxing some do brows permanent makeup all that but you truly cannot get into this career thinking that you know once you graduate school you're going to be successful it takes a long time and you have to be patient And you have to be willing to invest more money besides just school. School itself costed, I think my program was about $16,000. You can get FAFSA with that, but even with FAFSA, a lot of times you don't get it all covered. So that's money out of your pocket. And then, like I said, you, you have to invest in a lot of skincare education courses after work or after school and not just skincare but any lash courses brow courses everything so i think when i went to esthetician school i had about five classmates i'm the only one still doing this so i think that's kind of crazy that is crazy and i will say like working at at other spas and stuff i mean the turnover is crazy because people just they give up so easily Mm -hmm. because Maybe they're not making money right away. And it's, it's, it's really sad to see the turnover go so quickly. But, I mean, just staying at certain spots for so long and seeing that. And if you are faithful to it and stick with it and have the passion, you'll do great and mm-hmm. succeed. It just takes time. I think another – I wouldn't call this a stereotype, but it kind of goes with that – is that people think that starting a business with be, – or being an esthetician is super easy and that everyone can do it. And I'm not here to discourage anyone that just graduated or maybe, you know, is thinking about opening a business, but I'm a true believer in getting a a job at a spa or salon first, really getting comfortable with taking clients, being comfortable and confident with yourself, and then opening a business. Now, this isn't for everyone because I do know some people that went to school and then immediately after opened their business and they're doing amazing and they're doing very well but I want to say more often than that if you do that you kind of get too discouraged and end up not becoming successful or not seeing the numbers like you want I think you really should take your time with it and don't just do it because you see other people doing it in your area 
So that's the end of our esthetician stereotypes. I know there's a bunch more out there, but I think these were kind of the main ones that I hear all the time. And that being said, we want to end this episode with a piece of advice. So I'll go first with this. Since we were just talking about esthetician careers and the whole quick money thing, my advice for future estheticians or maybe estheticians that are just starting their business or thinking about starting... I'm sorry. We just we saw something funny <laughs> yeah. on the screen. Um, so anyone that's starting their business or thinking about starting your business, just be consistent. There's a lot of free content out there for you to learn. But whatever it is that you do, we have TikTok, we have Instagram, Facebook. Really take advantage of those free sites and learn as much as you can. Do your homework at home and really just be the best esthetician you can be for your clients because nothing beats someone that um, really knows their stuff and is passionate for what they do because, you know, who doesn't want an esthetician that absolutely loves their career and is knowledgeable in what they do? I love that so much. I'm very inspired. Thank you Aww, for sharing. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Well, my piece of advice, I think I'm just going to give a general piece of advice, not necessarily in the esthetician world, but I would say something that really helps me because someday, sometimes during the week, it can get kind of like the same, not necessarily same old, same old, but it can get hard during the week to push through and get yourself through the weeks, especially in like the winter months when there's not much going on. Um, but I always give myself something to look forward to every weekend. And it could be like during the week for you if you work on the weekends. But even if it's something little like going out to lunch with a friend or if you have a concert or just something every weekend to look forward to to just power through and get you through your weeks, I think it really helps. And it helps you like with your clients, at least for me, it helps me like stay motivated and like, oh, I if I'm having a really hard day, I'm like, oh, just one more day until I get to go to lunch with my friend and blah, blah, blah. It really, really helps me get through because not every day is going to be perfect and not every day as a service provider, you're going to feel at your best. So giving yourself something to look forward to, maybe it's every day if you're that like that, but I'm not. I just need something during the weekend to look forward to and to get me through my weeks. That's so cute. I love that. I feel like I need to do that myself uh, more often. I'm a big fan of fall weather and like the, you know, pumpkin patches and all of that. But I'm kind of sad that it's fall or it's oh, going to be fall. Me too. You know what's coming next oh in this winter. Yeah. I wish I wish fall, like summer, fall time, it was longer because mm -hmm. it's just it's so depressing in the winter. I know. That's why it's just important to make time for yourself mm -hmm. once a week. Especially Even if it's something small, because yeah. I know sometimes my highlight of my day would be going to get ice cream or something. Yep. I'm a very oh, big <laughs> yeah, desserts is just my thing. You know, even if it's something small like that or like Darby said, going to lunch with a friend, just make sure you're taking care of yourself no matter what career it is that you do. Because I know everyone listening isn't an esthetician or maybe you're a client of mine. Just make sure you're taking care of yourself and do something, even if it's during the week, because you don't have to wait till the weekend to do something nice for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know with some schedules, you kind of have to wait for the weekend. But if you can just take maybe 30 minutes to an hour during the week, why not do that? Yep, exactly. Love it. 
all right i guess that's the end of this episode i had fun talking about all the stereotypes and all of that i know i loved it i had a lot of fun thanks for listening everyone yeah thank you and we also had a bunch of estheticians dm us about being on the future episodes of this podcast so stay tuned for us having another guest on pretty soon and again spreading more knowledge and just having fun with this podcast We will talk to you next episode. (laughs)